This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Hello and welcome back to our next episode of the Blueprint Bosses with the 90 Day Divas. Today we are here with Carol Reid. And Jennifer Myers. <laughs> and I'm Lucy. And we today we want to talk a bit more about how to get the highest return on your investment. So where should you invest? What should you do? We're a bit in an uncertain time at the moment. We're not sure what's happening with inflation. What's the market up to? What, what should I do with my business? And we want to go through a few different topics. The first one is time. Which, Carol, do you want to kick us up? Yeah, so investing in time. So just a bit of a caveat here. We aren't uh, uh, investment advisors and we just want to make sure that you're aware that we don't aren't giving you advice around investing in terms of money and um, in terms of financial advice. But we are going to be talking about um, some of the areas that we all want to know about in terms of how do we invest our time, how do we invest our money, and really, you know, the biggest return is the investment in yourself, mm. which is really what we're going to concentrate on. But, but yeah, talking about time, you know, you would have heard about the 80-20 rule, and that, of course, means that, you know, um, 80% of what you're putting in um, – is no twenty percent of what you're putting in is returning eighty percent of your of your of your input if you like. So um, really, if you if you scale it down, you know you've got twenty percent of your customers giving you the most return um, in terms of money back into the business. So thinking about how can you exploit that and really make sure that you're working to your strengths. And thinking about what do you need to outsource? Is there is there areas where you know that you could maximise your time by outsourcing it to someone who's more of an expert than you in that area or that field? So if you really break it down, if you work out what you want to be paid per hour, if you want to work it that way, mm-hmm. uh, then you could work out, well, actually, me spending time doing my social media at you know 50 60 120 150 dollars an hour whatever you're going to charge is it better for me to spend it on someone who who actually knows and can get more efficiencies from that hour of work so really being clear on what are your strengths what are the areas that you need to outsource or that you don't enjoy doing and um, being very clear on who are those top um, customers that you've got that are giving you the most returns. So, um, yeah, looking at your at your fourteen hundred and forty minutes in your day, because that's what we all have. And what are you concentrating on? What are you focusing on? And Jen, you've been reading a great book just recently, all about time and um, and how to get the maximum out of it. I have. I actually ran across this book recently, even though I think it's been out for a little while. It's called The Twelve Week Year. And, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting who it's by right this second. Um, But the concept really fits with maximizing your time. Because as Carol just said, you know, 20%, so we can extrapolate the 80-20 rule to 20% of our activities are what drives 80% of our results. So really understanding what the 20% of high return on investment activities are for you and your business is what's going to take you forward faster. And the idea of the 12-week year, um, I'll explain it really quickly because it's a real shift in our mindsets around planning. 
Um, so, you know, the book says the, the annual planning process, most of us kind of go through the annual planning process. We sit down in January and say, okay, I've got this, the next 12 months stretching out ahead of me. What do I want to achieve? And um, the person who wrote this book said that's not the right way to think because annual planning and goals uh, can be a barrier to high performance and performing at your uh, your peak or your optimum. So, you know, they do have a positive impact, but annual processes kind of really can limit our performance. And the reason they can do that is because there's a kind of an unspoken belief floating around in our head, and we've all fallen prey to this, that I've got plenty of time in the year to make things happen. In January, for instance, December's a long way off. I've got 11 months to catch up if I'm a little bit behind at the end of January. Well, the problem is, (laughs) So I'm not worried yet. The problem is that thought pattern or that feeling of I've got plenty of time left carries on far too long into the year. Mm. And we get to September or October and we think, oh, my results are going to improve in the last quarter. The last quarter is going to be great. Well, that's really magical thinking because if we can't produce that earlier in the year, why do we think we can do it later in the year? Mm. So the idea behind the 12-week year is really thinking about shorter time frames and making 12 weeks uh, a year in your brain, right? Mm -hmm. So 12 weeks of focused activity with specific goals you want to achieve and a plan to achieve those, and then take a break and move into the next next 12 weeks. So really getting the the year or the 12-month concept out of your brain and making it 12 weeks. I just think that's brilliant. I don't know what you guys think about that. I love it. I can totally relate with that because I feel like every project or – that I'm on and if I know look I need to have that done by next week I'm really pressured to do it mm. and I know look time is very poor I need to do it now mm. but if I know a project oh well I've got another three months mm. I'm just going to yep. ponder on it so I'm just going to wait and see what's going to happen mm. so I totally resonate with that and I can't wait to get started on that theory. And I think you make a good point too Jen because you know when we look at New Year's resolutions they're a classic example aren't they? You know, we, we put in a New Year's resolution and then most of them actually aren't, you know, we've, we've lost it by sort of early February. <laughs> that's that's yeah. generally what happens, right? We put in these, these resolutions by about early February. Oh, no, that's out the window now. Couldn't keep up with it. Didn't, did it for three weeks. That was me done now, you know. Um, I, I love it because I also love the fact that at the end of 12 weeks, you've got a little celebration, are eh? you? have a little week where you, yeah. you know, re, recoup. And I think that's another really good point. It brings to mind the saying... Um, energy energy flows where focus goes so if you're focusing for 12 weeks your energy's flowing in those 12 weeks and you know focusing it on what you want i love it Mm. yeah i just think it's brilliant and it's one of those things where you know as lucy said you've got that urgency the deadline and it's it's short it's a digestible period of time it's not indefinite so even if you've you know you've got a bigger larger vision that you're trying to accomplish which you know they encourage you to start with the vision and then work backwards but you know so what do i need to do in this first 12 weeks that's really gonna as carol loves to say move the needle in my business so Mm -hmm. that i can make progress with those long-term goals but you know what do i need to do in this 12-week period and then i give myself a break and i just relax for a little bit and then i create my plan for the next 12 weeks and then i knock into the next 12 weeks so yeah I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, it's little and often. We often talk about that too, eh, Jen? It's so doing mm-hmm. doing something a little bit, but often. It's that, that's that consistency piece. We're not, all, we're not all robots, but it's all about being able to identify, okay, if I do this a little bit, 
you know, often, a little bit and often, then, you know, I'm working towards whatever that goal looks like. What's Absolutely. our next point there, Luz? Yeah, so the next point we really want, if we want to get the best or highest return on our investment, is money. Mm-hmm. So how to invest and where to invest these days? Because we know inflation rates, they're so up. They're going higher and higher. We don't know what's happening. The market might be crashing soonish. Um, it's all very uncertain. So we want to sort of inspire you a bit with what are different ways of looking at the relationship you have with money. Jen, you've got a few good ideas there. Yeah, there was um, something that came up recently in a discussion with a, a coaching group that I was facilitating. And the discussion that we had, since none of us in the group were accountants, so we couldn't properly dive in, or financial advisors, so we couldn't properly dive into the, you know, where specifically should I put my money, we went back and took a step back to the slightly bigger picture and said, okay, how do we identify financial values? What are our financial values that guide our decision-making in our lives and in our businesses? And one of the key questions that came up was, hey, when when it comes to our spending, you know, if your employee, let's say you have an employee and that employee came to you and asked to spend money on this thing that you're considering spending money on, would you approve it? I thought that was a great question. Yeah, brilliant. So it's all about the values, eh? It all all comes back to, and I think, you you know, we talked the other day about your future self. So uh, understanding, and and here's a really different concept. Um, How about this? If you took a, you can take pictures you probably don't want to do this. I know I'm a bit resistant to this, but it's a good idea <laughs> is to take a picture of yourself and put it into one of those apps where it ages you. <laughs> and I, and I, have, I have actually done this. It's not pretty. Um, <laughs> but if they, they suggest if you put the picture of your future self up near where you can see it, especially around when you're creating budgets or when you're spending money, you look at your future self and you have that conversation of, do I actually want to spend that? Am I taking away from my future self if I buy that handbag or I do that thing that I'm going to do with my money? Do I want my future self not to have that thing in the future? So it's quite an interesting one to actually you know, get in touch with who you're, who you're basing your values on because you're doing it for your family but for yourself, right? Well, that's yeah. what we should be doing, but often we don't. We often try to maybe impress other people that we shouldn't be impressing, yeah, especially true. with like all those handbags, what car you drive. And <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, we all know that too. Absolutely. That's an excellent point, Lucy, because I think you know, we've talked about this on past podcasts about not comparing yourself. You know, comparison is a piece of joy. Well, a comparison of your money. Because, oh, maybe we need to know, quickly stop here. Yeah, yeah we might Carol, have to stop. Jen, Jen, yeah. Jen, you've just gone in and out of Go. Go, go. Okay, cool. So, see, what you just said about comparison is so true. You know, keeping keeping our egos in check so that we don't squander our wealth on stuff that really doesn't matter today because we're comparing ourselves to someone else. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. And that's such a nice thought to really to think of next time you want to make this purchase. Is it going to be a short-term um, satisfaction or is it going to be for your long-term and is it going to be for your future self? Mm. Because mm. remember, we, you know, we we have to plan for retirement. We need to think about what are the implications of that. What what does that look like? Um, I remember years ago going through this with my my sister and brother in law when they had sold their farm, and I got a financial advisor to to advise them. And we highly recommend that that you you know do this for yourself as well, thinking about your future and what you want. And one of the things he said was, "Well, how much money do you want to live on each year? What do?" You? And they were like, "I've got no idea." 
And so then he went through, okay, well, what, what sort of things do you want to do with your lifestyle? Well, we'd like to travel to South, he's South African, we'd like to travel to South Africa once a year. We'd like to buy, you know, update our car every couple of years. So he extrapolated it out, and once he'd done it, it was, you know, $120,000, you know, lifestyle each year. Mm. And that's great. Also, when you want to invest your money, you sort of know, okay, this is the return I need on my money to get to be able to live the life that I actually want to. That's right. And I feel like we really, if we're investing in shares and crypto, whatever we want to, we really need to think, well, how much return do I actually want mm. on that money? How do I want to be living? Yeah. How do mm. I want to be living? That's a really good question. And the idea of little and often also applies in this area too. So if you're you know, even if you just start a little, um, you know, savings account for something and you just put a little bit in every week or every month or every, you know, time you pay yourself or whatever it is, that little and often makes such a difference if you're consistent with it because then you enjoy, oh, the magical power of compounding, right? Mm, totally. Well, they do say <laughs> yeah. that's one of the best strategies because especially in the market that constantly goes up and down, there's mm-hmm. never a good moment to invest. Mm. So if you have that consistency, it's an amazing it's a great strategy to go, isn't it? That dollar cost averaging, Jen? You dollar like, cost averaging, yeah. gotta love it. Just tell yeah. us what that dollar cost averaging is if people haven't heard of it before, Jen. So, the, yeah, the concept of dollar cost averaging is you're buying, if you're buying often in small amounts or whatever consistent amount you're putting in, you're buying things when they're at different prices. So, yes, you're going to buy something when it's a little bit, you know, higher value. Yes, you're going to, you know, and spend more for it. Um, but And you're also going to be buying things when they're at a lower price, so you're getting better value for what you're buying. But if you're doing that consistently, then it evens out um, kind of your – it helps to even out your return because you're buying when things are high and you're buying when things are low. So, yeah. So you're basically going back into the average of what it costs across yeah. the lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it. Cool. So what about investing, Lucy? Yeah, investing in yourself. That's our third topic. So it's a topic that is um, very near and dear to our hearts. With the 90 Day Divas, we really want to support you to grow your business and to um, maximize your your growth, really. And there's a really nice saying by Warren Buffett that we thought we'd just kick you off with. It's the best investment you can make is an investment in yourself. The more you learn, the more you will earn. And especially in times like we are in the moment, inflation rates are high, prices are going up. You, it's very uncertain and not quite, we don't know where to invest. And one thing that I always like thinking or really that makes, motivates me is investing in myself because I know no one can ever take that from me. All the knowledge I've learned, all the skills that I've been able to acquire, they will never be taken from me. It will changes, but it's it stays with me. Carol, what do you think there? Yeah, 100%. It's all about that deciding if you're worthy, isn't it, mm. to, to, to do it. And quite often we think, oh, no, I'll, you know, spend over here or I'll buy stuff for the kids or I'll buy things for the, for the family, you know, and miss out on, you know, doing that thing for myself. And I would challenge you to really think about that and reassess that because the better you are, the better everybody around you is. If you can thrive, the people around you can thrive. And I think you say quite often, Jen, about you know your business won't ever level up any further than you as the leader of it you know, have mm. created it. So it's, it's all about the more that you can understand yourself, 
you know, wasn't it Shakespeare or one of those that says, you know, um, man, man, know thyself, you know. So, you know, if we, when you know who you are, when you know what your strengths are, when you know where your weaknesses are, then, you know, you can work with that and you've actually got a really nice space to be able to go, okay, I need to invest in that part. You know, I need to put some money into myself to learn this skill. I need to, you know, look at look at how I'm approaching this situation and maybe get some coaching or get some advice or, yeah. But your thoughts about it, Jen? Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I think once you decide that you're worthy, which has to happen first, then, um, you know, setting a budget beyond that is really important because we think about budgeting for your household, think about budgeting for your business, and, you know, when, you know, one of those budget items comes into play, that's for your personal development. So set a budget for your personal and professional development and um, put a plan behind it. Just like you would plan any other project, working on yourself is a project. So setting aside time to plan and strategize and determine what it is you're going to do, how much you're going to spend on it, and then making sure that you're setting aside time to work your plan. So mm-hmm. every week whether that's a half an hour or an hour or whatever it is for you, work the plan. Mm. Absolutely. And I think, too, if you can think about even having a few times a year where you just go off on your own, and I know I started doing this when the kids were a bit younger, like when they were sort of under five, um, it, it was difficult. It wasn't an easy thing to leave them, you know, for a few days with their father. But the fact of the matter is I came back a better mother once I'd had those few days out and I just you know stayed in a little B&B didn't have to cost a lot of money but what I did was I worked on the plan for myself over the next three six months um, some of the visioning that I wanted for my family you know that kind of thing and then I could come back and discuss that with my husband I could discuss it with the kids I you know this is what I want us to do let's plan to have this holiday let's do this let's do that this with the garden this with the house whatever where the business is going to be at, the types of customers I wanted, you know, things like that. And there's lots of different processes. We've got processes we can give you to go through that. Mm. I've got a particularly good one um, around planning and goal setting. But essentially you spend this time and this time of investment in yourself of time just can't be measured. I just can't stress that enough that, you know, when you put that effort and time into yourself, you've got more it, to give to others it, 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 it's a compounding effect mm. again isn't it Jen mm, absolutely you're filling to, to use another another phrase you're filling your cup in so many different ways when you do that and it spills over to other people like you said Carol you came back a better mother that's spilling over to other people so mm. it's making sure that you put your oxygen mask on first before helping others that's right and you know what the kids actually you know appreciate you more because they've been with dad the whole weekend (laughs) (laughs) well it's not just the kids it's also your business partners or your employees whoever you work with yes and there's a really nice saying too an investment in your self-development pays the highest dividends it's another Mm. thing we often think the return is what is the actual return because when i invest in shares i see something i've got a number figure but it's sometimes hard to justify self-development here. Yeah. Mm. And, um, and that's that worthiness piece, isn't it? And I know that there'll be people yeah. out there now listening to this thinking, oh, I don't know if I can take that time. Oh, gee, that's... Yeah. I'm not Am sure I allowed to invest that yeah. money? Am I allowed to budget for myself mm. at the beginning of the year? Mm. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But, but as we say, you know, the more that you can get clarity around what your values and your goals and your dreams are, because most people don't actually know what they want. Mm-hmm. They just go along in their life, 
trudging along, sort of being pushed around. But they might feel things. like something's missing, something's not quite right, and yeah. something's, yeah, upsetting. Yeah. You don't want to be one of those people. You mm. want to be one of those. If you're listening to this, you're here because you want to actually make some changes. You want mm. to level up your business. You want to take action. And you want to take action. And that's where the three of us can help you, can't we, ladies? Because we've got we something can. coming, haven't we, Luz? Yeah, so we've got a lot of information on our website. It's called 90daydivas.com, 90 as in nine zero, And we've got different programs. We've got free stuff. We've got a blog. We've got our podcast. Really, we want to help you grow as a person and um, maximize your investment. Absolutely. So check us out. We have all sorts of things going on all the time. We've got stuff coming up. Check it out on the website and, you know, join us for any of our free trainings that we offer. So just to recap on what we talked about today, we're talking about, uh, and our theme at this point is talking about investing in yourself. But realistically, there's kind of three areas, really, investment in time, investment of money, or really the third and most important is is taking time and money to invest in yourself essentially because that's going to pay you the most highest dividends it's going to have the most impact on the people around you and you know don't you want to be a better version of yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror at 60 70 80 years old for some of you that's a long way off and for some of you it's not so long off so you know thinking about what do you really want mm. So when you're thinking about um, developing yourself and working on yourself consider using that 12 12- week concept right the 12 week year to plan that personal development it's a great tool mm. and there's a really nice saying the struggle you're in today is developing the strength you need for tomorrow exactly oh that's awesome mm. remember you're all diamonds in the rough and all this stuff is making you even more beautiful as a diamond all these things that challenge you <laughs> <laughs> do never give up keep on learning keep on developing absolutely moving forward taking action taking action and take action with us we want to support you help you if you need more information go to 90daydivas.com this program was produced by and first broadcast on radio hawks bay your community access media station Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.